Hi everyone. Listening to these podcasts may bring up some strong emotions for you. Please allow yourself to find a comfortable space and reasonable time afterwards for nurturing and self-care. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm absolutely delighted to have Jerry here with me today and we're going to talk about another episode of our Nest series and this one's all about Lyrebird. Over to you, Jerry. Thank you, Jan. Nice to be talking to you again, even though I've been sitting here quietly all those other episodes and keeping my mouth shut. Um, Lyrebird, yeah, I'm really um, stoked to be able to talk about Lyrebird. Mel really wanted me to voice this one. So Lyrebird is around sort of proudness or, or pride, nervousness. Um, and I really resonate with what Lyrebird talks about and, and what um, what Ness talks about as well, about the anxieties and nervousness about performance. Um, so we'll just play it and have a chat afterwards. Lovely. Thanks, Jerry. Hello, Ness. What have you got there? Oh, hello, Lyrebird. What are you up to? I came to see what's that shiny thing you've got there in your hand. It's super shiny. It's a medal I won in this dancing competition. I worked really hard and this time I didn't let nervousness win. Wow, it sounds like you did really well. Yes, sometimes nervousness stops me from doing my best. I get all screwed up inside and worry and then I forget about enjoying dancing and I worry about failing at it. Well, this time you didn't let nervousness win. And instead, you found braveness and you won. Yes, that's right, Lyrebird. Braveness should tell nervousness to stop worrying and just enjoy dancing. Then we could dance all together. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Let's do that. Okay, yes, let's. I love that little dance they do together at the mm. end. That was so fun um, yeah. animating that. And animating Lyrebird actually was, I think that was one of the hardest animals to animate um, because we, we actually animate like all the tail feathers as well. But yeah, like I love the, I love Ness's response that this time braveness, you know, worn out over nervousness. Mm. And if only life were that simple. Mm, absolutely. And I think um, it's lovely that she was able to talk about that that nervous the nervousness to to Lyber, to any like to just to be able to talk about um, how she was feeling and she had she was proud of herself because she could overcome that and she went on to win a medal and it was very important to her and I think sometimes that's um, for children it's about being able to ha- help them to understand that that they can overcome that state of nervousness, it's just about giving them the tools to do it, to be able to sort of um, assist them to be able to find different ways. And that must be a wonderful feeling, like I can't remember that as a child, but I think it must be like a such a wonderful feeling to overcome a difficulty as a child through your own personal skills and strengths and things mm. and then and overcome that and really to look back and go, well, I did that. I did that myself or with the help of, you know, my parents or, or siblings or friends. And I've noticed a common thread in the discussions that we've had or that you and Mel have had that I've been listening to um, over Ness is that listening to how your child feels is really fundamental. 
absolutely. And and I always use also say a significant person in the child's life because sometimes parents can be overwhelmed and they may find it difficult, uh, difficult stages to be able to connect um, with their child. If they've got another significant person in their life that they can connect to, when when mum and dad may be struggling, then it's really lovely that um, the family or the that other person can uh, can allow that child to talk talk it out, whatever is on whatever is happening for them, and so that they've got, they know they've got somebody to go to. Mm. Always got someone in their life that they can actually yes. turn to. That's a safe and appropriate person. Yes, yes, to to. because you know, I, I you know, I think parenting is, as I've said many times, parenting is a hard role at times, and. We can't. We're not always perfect parents. We don't, we can't be, and we're human beings. And I like that. Not always. Yes. <laughs> like ever. Yeah. Like, so it's ever. it's really about honouring that and knowing. Okay, um, just it might be a time pool for whatever reason in their life at that time. However, if there's the child's got somebody else, a grandparent, aunt, uncle, whoever, hmm. um, to go to to have a little chat with, or who knows, good, good friends then they still know that they've got somebody to turn to. Mm, mm. And they, and in, in that particular case, Ness felt really proud of herself because um, she felt brave enough uh, to, to, um, to, to conquer that fear. Mm. So what are some of the... Um, uh, we didn't actually go into Liebert. I know when we were putting Liebert together, in fact, when we were putting all the scenes together with you, we wanted to make them as succinct and as easy to yeah. understand as possible. What are the some of the things? How can we help a young person manage their anxieties? Like I have, I, I find as I get older, my anxieties are getting worse around tests, around those kind of things like auditions. Um, I recently did my um, motorcycle practical test, and my anxiety—I was literally almost crippled. I just had to sit and <laughs> give myself a hug on one of the. Um, uh, one of the other um, people getting uh, tested, and she saw that I was just like having some real difficulties, and um, said, "Yeah, what's going on?" And I was just like, "I'm just so nervous. I'm literally crippled with nervousness." So, what are, as, as a child, what are some of the things we can we can give young people to help get over their anxieties and nervousness? I think it all depends on the ages and stages in development. Uh, it could. It's always about how you talk to them. What, what how you say sort of let them share share what the nervousness is about. What do they think that they could do? Is there anything they feel that they could do differently? Uh, so you give them the opportunity first to check out um, what what might help them themselves. Because I always say it's it's preferable not to sort of give too much direction. It's really good if you can say to your child. Well, I can I can see that nervousness is really getting to you, and I know you've got this exam coming up. Is there anything you feel you could do that could help you? So you give them that option first, mm. and then they might say, "Well, no, I don't think there is." Well, then you can just check in with them around what do you think it'd be like if you did know what you could do. And they might say, well, it might help me to get through this exam better. 
wow, that's really great that you think you know, if there was something different you could do. So I'm just wondering, do you think you might be able to think about that or is that something we could explore together? Mm. So it's always, for me, I think it's always about allowing the child to know that they can do this themselves. They have it within themselves. Yes. To... to find it in themselves and then offering the opportunity to support them in that. Because mm. it's like that give a person a fish and you feed them for a day, give them a fishing rod and teach them how to fish. And and so you're then giving your child amazing skills as they grow up that they can then see for themselves, like experientially, I did this and it was a better result in the end. Mm. That's where I've said at the beginning, I think it was sort of said, it's about what sort of tools can you give your child mm. to allow them to find their strengths and their coping mechanism. And so probably as well, ensuring that after the fact, let's look back on it and go, well, you did really well. How mm. did you do that? Yeah. What did you find within yourself to do yeah. that? So then it Absolutely. sort of reinforces that. And then that's where you could explore that, wow, you, you became braveness. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. What, did, what do you feel you did differently to that's become so, braveness? That would help them. That would help them heaps. Hey, they'd be mm. perceptive. They'd be able to look back and go, how did I find braveness? Mm. One of the things that um, I struggle with um, because, you know, when I was growing up, sharing feelings wasn't a thing so much. And I was grateful that, you know, my mum was was quite an emotional and feeling person. But I know, like, in with the older generations, sharing feelings and, and getting feelings affirmed and stuff wasn't really a thing. And maybe playing devil's advocate a bit, but what I struggle with is how much of affirming feelings is too much. How much are we, do we validate every feeling that a child comes to? Or do we need to be selective of how much validation we give? Mm. I think that's a, a, a good point. I think, once again, I think it's it's about the relationship you have with your child, uh, how, how you were as a child yourself, whether validation uh, you didn't get growing up. Is that hard for you to, to do as a parent? Well, I always think validation is a good thing. However, it's about always allowing the child to find, uh, I think, their ways through it. You can give them, you can validate and then you can offer them um, ideas about how they might be able to work through whatever the feeling is. Because hmm, giving that, as we spoke about, resilience, building resilience in children um, mm. and, and self-soothing and giving them the tools to manage themselves mm. every step of the way, the more we can do that, then we hopefully get healthy, resilient grown-ups. Yes. And, I, and, and, you know, as I said, it still comes back down to the, the way parents can manage that way of validating themselves mm. because it can be hard for some parents to do that. I would imagine that checking in with how that feels when your child comes to you with, I feel such and such, how does that feel to me having to validate or needing to or wanting to validate my child expressing a feeling to me? What's going on for me? What's going on for me in that moment? Mm. I think is like such a super important thing to be aware of it as is. well. Mm. Because some parents, it's very comfortable 
and other parents can be um, find it you know, difficult. Mm. It doesn't mean they don't want to do it. Uh, often they they do. It's just they struggle to know how to do it um, that feels comfortable for mm. them. Oh, it sits very uncomfortably with me. Mm. I have to push through something to do that. Mm. It's very uncomfortable. I know there's work to be done there, but, um, yeah, it's interesting, that feeling mm. straight away. Yeah. This has been great. Lyrebirds taught us heaps today. <laughs> <laughs> I always yes. love talking with you, Jan. It yes. gives me so much to think about. And... Yeah, it was lovely. It's lovely, Jerry, to be able to just um, share these episodes and talk about the, the beautiful way we can connect with our children. It's a very special thing to be able to do, I think. Mm. Um, and as you say, it doesn't come easy to some people no. and, and it's something to be practised yeah. uh, and given time to. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jan. Well, thank you, Jerry, And thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm so um, ha- happy to have you back to uh, share our podcast with you. And as always, we really would love to have some feedback. Uh, we'd love you to be able to rate and review our podcast today. That would be wonderful. Thanks very much. <laughs>